Hey, tell a man pass it, pull up and cross it. I'll bury that sh top corner. I'm a winger on the left, cut right. You can play me on the middle, I'm still top scorer. New studs on my boots, I'm blessed. No shin pads, I'll live in the edge. Got my ballet on the pitch, but the referee's finna pop that chest. Hey, hit a thing with the outside foot, like Roberto, ball in the air, all curvy. Yes, 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 people. We're back again for another episode of the One Two Podcast. Presented to you by myself, Jay, and my usual co-host, Dave. Yo, what's good? Come on, bro. Come on. Right, so we might as well get straight into this one because I, I can't be asked to do all the small talk, you know. Like, this has been one of, if not the craziest weeks, I've, weekend, sorry, I've ever seen. Yeah, it's been mad. <laughs> like, damn. I, we, we, I I don't even know where. Which game do we start? We probably have to start with the Liverpool one still because saying that one to me now, like I'm just reading over the scoreline, I'm thinking it still doesn't make sense. Like I I, I don't know when it will make sense to me. Like, at least the other United Spurs one, it's like two top six sides. You know, it sounds a bit right. Obviously, it still doesn't, but um. This is the same Aston Villa who are, uh, they were one, they literally survived by one point. And if Jack Grealish did not score that goal on the final day, they'd be doing it up in the championship right now. Against, so, yeah, it's crazy. Like, again, so basically, the low surviving team of last season against the high surviving team. Literally. Like, I don't know. Where, where, what are your thoughts? On? I don't even know. Where, where do you start to run? Like, it's crazy. It's it's like, I don't know. I, was, I can start from, like, the start of the match. They got... So, Ollie Watkins, they obviously signed him from um, Brentford. And he kind of, like... He's obviously badding up in the championship. Like, he helped them. Obviously, they didn't quite clinch promotion. But he... He was the main yeah. guy, really. Yeah. Him and he, Ben Rama. Exactly. He was banging goals, important goals. Obviously, I'll they were... I'll be trying to tell guys, like... Sorry, but yeah, um, yeah, no, hundred percent. This is the guy. Look, look, when I done my predictions, everyone was calling me. They were like, "Oh, why have you got Aston Villa to survive? They're going down." And I was yeah. trying to tell people, Aston Villa, they weren't really a bad side last season. Defense was alright. Midfield was solid. You know, McGinn, Jack Grealish, um, and they had a couple other guys. They, they they never had a bad team. The one issue they had was their strikers. Their yeah. lack of goals up top. And they had that Tanzanian striker who, all right, cool. He put Tanzania on the map. He's the first Tanzanian to do this, but the guy's doing nothing on the pit. Yeah. Useless. Wesley, I believe he got injured against Burnley, but even then before that, he was doing nothing. I'm pretty sure, if I'm correct, Jack Grealish was their top scorer last season. There was too much pressure on him. So yeah. when you're getting a top scorer in the top four divisions of English football, that's higher than the Premier League, Championship, League One, and League Two. He was the top of all of them. Mm. They're gonna survive. This guy's this guy's a baller. But um, no, nah, I'll let you carry on. I just had to get had to get that one off my chest, though. No, hundred percent. So, like you said, they addressed their problem, and Aston Villa have done madnesses in the in the transfer window. They obviously secured um, our boy Martinez in goal. Mm. Let me get a list of their signings. They've made big, big signings. Kind Arguably, of like, I mean, obviously Chelsea had a solid window. Tottenham had a solid window. They'd be up there. Like, what, top four, top five windows in the Premier League, definitely. 100%, 100%. Especially considering the budget that they have. Like, they obviously got him the surprise one, Ross Barkley, that came in late, obviously on loan. But they got a Matty Cash at right back. I don't know. 
know too much about him. He's he's sick. Yeah, like, but he's, he's he gonna be one well. of those surprise. I've got him in my fantasy team because I know he, he's gonna do bits this season still. Mm. Done well for Nottingham Forest last season. Yeah, because you know, he was he was originally a winger. Then I think they converted him to a right back, and then it was just one of those things where he kind of found a new role there because all of a sudden he was amazing there. So yeah, mm. no, he's solid. He's solid. So, yeah, so as coming in, they obviously hadn't, I think they have the perfect record as well. They hadn't really lost. They've obviously played one less than everybody else, but they'd started off with two clean sheets, not against the best of competition, but a game against Sheffield. Obviously, they've had a tough season, but last season they were they were clear of them in terms of Premier League and obviously the, the game. Fulham game. Them. That, that was very convincing. Yeah, they like, wiped the floor of them. So... Mm. Coming into the game, like it wasn't, it wasn't written for Liverpool to win. 100%. Yeah, I, I, I can hear that. I, no, but I can hear that. But it was like, as well as you said, uh, there was this season. Liverpool have been playing; they've been playing amazing. Mm. Like even when they beat us, like they weren't their most scintillating selves. They were, like, but they weren't at that top top Liverpool standard that we know. Yeah. It was just. They had their moments and you knew they were never going to miss that. They applied pressure in moments, but that was it. I feel like if we showed them a bit less respect, maybe we could have got a little something from it. Obviously, that deciding Lacazette miss was mm. a game-changer moment. So, it was little stuff like that which kept it quite tight. Same could be said about the Chelsea game. But mm. it's one of those things where you kind of just paper over it as it's what champions do. Yeah. Not every game you're going to... like. Um, beat teams comfortably you might have to grit out a couple games so there was those signs but it was kind of those things where yeah they had the 100% record Aston Villa but it was kind of thing where I felt like Liverpool are just going to have their moments and it would just be a I don't know a little 3-1 or something yeah 100% no I'm not it sounds like I'm suggesting that they were going to yeah, like, yeah. they're favourites they're definitely not favourites but four minutes in capitalising on goalkeeper's yeah, mistake um, no, we need to talk so, yeah. about that, Adrian, because there was something I always... I, I didn't always, but I've had this on my chest for a minute. Laurie's Carriers, that guy got so much armor. I, I get it. He cost you a Champions League, I get it. Mm. But he got so much hate during that period, like, incredibly amount of hate. And I was always saying to myself, during that period, like, I get it. He fucked up in the final. I mean, technically speaking, like the guy did have a concussion. I'm not here to like make excuses. Yeah. It was factually proven he had a concussion. Mm. Whether that was the reason why, we don't know. But he de he definitely had a blunt in the final. But this is the same guy who was a solid keeper in the Premier League for them in that season. He won the Champions League Golden Glove, and they obviously exed him off after that Champions League final. Boring Allison. Mm. He's been a rat ever since. Yeah, but. They gave him so much hate. And I'm thinking, this Adrian guy is fucked up more times than Carrius. 100%. 100%. Adrian was lucky for... He got a bit of, like, leeway because of the Super Cup thing where he saved the penalty. Because mm, he came definitely. in for Allison last season. But like, Adrian, is he was at West Ham and he was having howlers. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I can, There's literally a whole list of blunders this guy has had. Like, he cost them the Atletico game. Yeah. He's cost them bare Premier League games when he's come in and he doesn't even come in that often. But that that makes it even worse. Like you don't come in that often and every single time you come in, you're always messing up at the back. But the the show when I saw against Aston Villa, mm. like that's that's the type of performance where after when you can um when you add like the previous performances, 
then you can warrant the hate that Karius got, for example. Yeah. Bro, I'd bring Karius back. Because I, I believe he's still out on loan. Bring him yeah, back he's... and just get rid of his Adrian. 100%. Bro, get rid of this Adrian guy. He's dead. No, he's just... It's one of them ones where it's just like... It's a, it was a bit of a capper situation. Like, if this guy's playing, just fucking go for it. And what is it with these Spanish keepers, fam? No. I can't... What, what, bro, they used to be so stacked with keepers. Left, yeah. right, centre. Jose Reyna, Valdez, Casillas. Literally. And then now you got these bombs. No. How do I Peak, get bro. Peak. Oh, yeah. Brazil never used to have that many good keepers. They, were, they had one. That one or two. But now they oh, have... Oh, Brazil? Yeah. I can't remember. There yeah. was a period where they didn't have... Until Allison and Edison, they didn't. Really no, they actually had a good period still. I remember Julio Cesar, yeah. Dido. Yeah, that. Yeah, I guess a bit, but yeah. now they're about. Yeah, nah, they never really had an. No, yeah, yeah, never really had an amazing game. Yeah, but it was always Italy, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Dead and France, France was definitely the one. Dead like Rufia, mm. Mandanda, Loris. Mm. France was the one that was stacked. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're, we're getting a bit sad. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, 100%. Just like, you're seeing Alisson not in the squad and you're just thinking, just go for it. And Villa, to be fair to them, they went, obviously they were given, a lot of the goals were like deflections and stuff. Yeah. But, I've seen, look, I've seen bare people, not bare people, but I've seen a couple of people try to take that away from Villa and it was a thing where if you watch the game, like, all right, cool. About three of the goals may have been deflected. I know expected goals is going to tell you something different, mm. but for somebody who watched the game, could have easily been double figures. And yeah, exactly. Do you know the expected goal thing? I haven't. I'll just check them now. But I wouldn't be. I think it was three-one to Villa. Uh, see, I would. I would yeah, honestly, I would. I don't fuck with expected goals. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I've, I don't like that. That the whole metric, man. Yeah, I don't like it at all. And I would have. I was going to say that it'd probably be around a bit more because. Villa had way more chances that they should have put away. But I was I've commented on your thing. Grealish was mm. the embarrassing. Amount of passes Bro, he gave to Grealish. The, I mean, Barkley. The Barkley one hurt the most because he not he twisted oh. up Van Dijk, then he not made him. I, I get it. Barkley, it, it happens something you miss it, but if you scored that one, that would have been yeah, he Chef Kiss kind of goal. He Top. messed him up, and it would have been a good finish like, in the bottom corner. But I think he, I think he got a bit of like debut goal type of moment type of thing. Like it got a bit. He dragged it. Yeah, I mean, he, he, yeah. But overall, he he looks a bit more. I feel like this move just is right for him. One hundred percent. Like the Chelsea move was, it never really made sense when it happened. But I'll just, I'm not even gonna put that on him because I feel like their transfers during that whole period made zero sense. We're talking from Emerson to Bakayoko. I believe Kepe came in during that time. Drink I think Higuain came in. Drink water, bro. <laughs> like none of their transfers in that period made sense. So I'm never gonna stick up on Barkley like that. Yeah, but this feels right. The Barkley was did. weird. Remember, he yeah. like did he not deny them? Or he? he was, I think he went no for Chelsea. He went to like. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember that. For his medical, he just left. Yeah. Okay. No, that was like um, I believe that was the summer before. Ah uh, yeah, and they finally got yeah. him in. To be fair, like I think. I don't know if we were talking about it, but you know them type of players where I don't know how to describe it, but they're obviously good players. They're like professionals. They're at a high level, but it's one of them where mm. they don't really fit in the system where they're not way better than everyone else. If that kind of makes sense, like at everything, yeah. he was the man with obviously Lukaku, yeah. and at Chelsea he did get a bit drowned out, so he was 
it's just an added pressure on him. But at Villa, it's just it's like obviously for Grealish, he's thinking a weight, a bit of weight off of my shoulders. Got someone to pass to. Got someone to like, do little combinations with. Yeah, definitely. And it would be interesting, like obviously Euros are next year. Who knows? I mean, if he can, if he can strike up a crazy season, who knows? He might be on that plane. Hundred percent. But no, that was definitely looking like a solid signing for them. I want to give a little shout out to um, John McGinn as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pulling the strings in that midfield. I think he got two assists as well, but I, I, haven't, I haven't checked much of the numbers. Bar Jack Grealish, mm. who we will get onto after. But big up John McGinn because yeah. he's been killing it for a minute now, and he's just gone under the radar. For so time. did he? Did he get injured like towards the end of last season? I think. I don't. I, I don't so. think he was playing as much, and he got a bit overlooked. But Jack Grealish, man, this guy, he's. I'm going to run out of superlatives. This is my ball of the week, of course. Two goals, three assists. It couldn't be anyone else. Could have been more. This is. Bro, like, this is. This guy is just amazing. Like, if I was a United fan, because obviously he did say he likes the Emirates a lot, so there was slight talk of maybe Arsenal, but I feel like the links with. Greatest to Arsenal will never happen, mm-hmm. and it is what it is. You just got to take that one on the chin. But United definitely had strong links to him, and I'm on a team where, like, if I was a United fan, I'd be fuming that we didn't 100%. get him. Or yeah, hundred percent, literally. And you're thinking, why would I? Why would I be? Why would I be needing Van der Beek, them type of midfield signings when I need someone at least? Can replace experience, yeah. Experience can replace someone, type of thing, yeah. He offers something that that mid um, the United midfield lacks as well. Mm, dynamic, like someone who's good, yeah. Someone who's um, quite versatile and good in the transition. I look at someone like Pogba, he kind of should. We'll get onto United because, mm. yeah, but we'll, I look at someone like Pogba and I feel like he kind of should be that guy having that free mm. role, but he's not really cutting it right now. I look, I look at someone like Bruno Fernandes, he's never really shown me a proper playmaker's performance. I, I just, I'm just seeing stats, mm. penalties, goals, assists, but I'm, that's all I'm seeing from him. Mm. But I'm yet to see a playmaker performance where I say, yeah, you pulled the strings, you was the creative force, you was the man behind everything good that came out of the United game today. Yeah. Then obviously, there's Matic, like, you don't expect it from those type of players. Van der Beek, Van der Beek to me is like a, a Ramsey type player, like, they're not the most creative, but you can rely on them to be in the right place at the right time, uh, whether it comes to, I don't know, tackles or in the transition or um, getting yeah, goals. Like, 100%. They're missing a Grealish type player. Completely. Well, it is what it is. Man. But Grealish ran the show. Right. Like, that guy is just incredible. I, I, I got Do you know what I like about him as well? He obviously, he did his thing like last season, but he's there in the big games. Like, I remember I was going through his like the videos and stuff when I was making um looking through his goals and stuff and big game he's there. Do you know what I mean? Obviously he carried Villa for the most of the season, but it's easy to not put up numbers in the in them type of games. You can just say he had a you can say he had a good game and he had no help type of thing. But in those games he makes it even his mission to get an assist put on a plate for someone or something or get a goal of him for himself. Bro, that's why I, I made sure he was in my team of the season last season because there was very people trying to get onto me like oh he only got eight goals and he only got six assists for a midfielder who's in an advanced role most of the time mm. it's not great 
And I'm like, Cotton, I get it. Numbers are good in some. And if you if you're gonna look at numbers, let's look at the right numbers. 100%. This guy created the second most chances exactly. in the league last season. What that tells me, he's doing his job to a very very top level. He's just got no strikers to score the goals. Hundred percent. Who's he part? Who's he assistant to? Wesley. Exactly. So Grealish has been a ball of him and broad. And the thing I like about him the most, he's got the aura. Like he's one of those guys. He just knows he's a he's, he knows he's that guy. Yeah, he will pull it off, and he will make sure he pulls it off. Like, amazing player, amazing player, and obviously he did sign that long contract. So there was a lot of talk where has he Zaha himself because being someone who knows a lot of Crystal Palace fans, it's like with Zaha, it's like maybe signing that contract was the wrong thing, you know. Mm. But obviously. Arsenal were the only side Arsenal Everton but Everton got I will be so they were not interested yeah. Arsenal were the only other team interested in him and we just decided not to but that didn't really help his case so there was a lot of talk where maybe if he signs that contract will he still have the motivation mm. will he still be the same player but I don't know we're three games in and he's probably looking even better 100% and obviously I don't think he's necessarily thinking about this but from Villa's point of view Going to get change for him if he if he if he decides to move on. Yeah, definitely. So well. I mean, that's yeah. that, that would be that's kind of what stuffed. Um, what's uh-huh. his name, man? Yeah, they're just asking for crazy fees now because he's not in his last year of contract. They can ask for one. But um, yeah, yeah no. but we'll, we'll that, bro. What I will say about Liverpool, um, I got I got I got to call out Joe Gomez and Van Dijk because. These are two guys I've read out for so hard. And I'm not even a Liverpool fan, but I feel disappointed after watching that because I've read out for these guys. Van Dijk, yeah. when people are trying to tell me, I'm not trying to say he's on the level of your John Terry, your Rio Ferdinand, your them guys there. But when people use it, disrespect Van Dijk and say, no, don't even put him in that conversation. I'm there riding out for Van Dijk saying, boom, mm-hmm. at least put him in that conversation. This guy was second in the Ballon d'Or. He's transformed this Liverpool side. Like, at least put him in that conversation. And this yeah. guy just, this obviously, it's one game. So, we, who knows? It, it could just be one game. But you disappointed me last night. No, hey, sorry to interrupt. You no, say no, that, no, no. but he's had a few, he's had a few little... Like lack of concentration things like against Leeds. Yep, bro. Even push it back, and I don't. I, again, I'm not even trying to pin this on sing solely Van Dijk because I feel like there's the whole Liverpool team who've, on a low, they've been on some very poor form since. Where should we say May? Oh, yeah. actually, no. We had the coronavirus break, so let's say last 15 games. Yeah. yeah. Sus. They've they've been very sus, oh, and yes. Van Dijk is one of them. And, you know, just make sure make it make this the last because if you carry on like this, I can't ride out for you anymore. Mm. And Joe Gomez, well, he's someone who's definitely fallen off since like Christmas time, and I, I, I've admitted that because he's another one who's the thing they always used to say about Joe Gomez was he gets carried by Van Dyke and yeah. he's not actually that good. And I felt like Joe Gomez at one point was very good. We're talking about at one point I used to. There was one point in the season where he was definitely better than Van Dijk in like the 18-19 season. Yeah. I think it was at the very start of the season. He was the one who was putting in the tackles, doing the interceptions, like doing all the work. And um, mm. I, I probably remember that game against Leicester. That was the one where I think Allison fucked up. 
Very yeah. early on. He yeah. was incredible that game. Yeah, 100%. So, but Joe Gomez recently, again, disappointing, disappointing. It's, it's like Liverpool fans love the one where it's like, oh, no. What's his name? Lovren's playing, Lovren tax, or even Matip. Sometimes they violated Matip. I think Matip is... He's underrated. Huh? Yeah, 100%. I think he... I think... Oh, that's the thing. You would have thought that Van Dijk and Gomez was the combination, but... I think that's what makes this worse. Because, I've, gee, I've never seen anything like this. We're talking about a team who just won the Premier League on, I believe, the top two, top three points. Mm. Something like that. And... They've they've not just lost. Like it's not just like the loss against Watford where it was three 0 and it's just a loss. Like coming like you just forfeited the game. Where like that? Mm. It wasn't even a five. No, I'd no. say even six. Like six. It's not excusable, but six two, mm, maybe seven. Seven is where it starts to get borderline peak. When you get to seven, eight, nine, that's just peak. When was the when was the last seven? Years. Gee, we can't. We, bro, there's been so many like sixes in the Premier League here and there. there I'm pretty the, sure we've scored a six before. There was recently. only the odd, um, the Southampton one, but that was Southampton Leicester one. That was a bit, yeah, that was that wasn't serious. They didn't really like the Southampton kind of gave away them. I don't know how to describe it because Southampton, when they've been holding corn like recently, they just capitulate, yeah. This Liverpool team still like they were like Salah was still scoring, obviously, he's a different breed, but I don't know if we'll touch on him a little bit, but. Mm. They were still like, I don't want to say they were in the game because no, they were not going to win it. But they were getting literally broken down. Like they were getting, yeah. it was a high line. That was it. Definitely. The like, there were so many times. Oh. I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold, it's like he saw my post and he thought, you rid out for me way too hard in this post. Yeah, so I'm just going to make you look like a monk. Because, <laughs> bro, a tragic performance. I, I wanted to delete my post. I couldn't believe what I was watching, man. No. It's fucked. You made me tell you the people, and I'm not. It's not like I was just making up stuff. Recently, he has improved defensively, in my opinion. But yeah. bro, after that, I, I can't. I can't talk with your defensive attributes anymore. That's you have crazy. to make. You have to make it up for me now. Give yeah, it. Uh, and it what I will say up. is like, but cool. They've lost Mane and cool. They've lost Allison. No excuse for you to capitulate like this. Because no. the whole That's, point of their window yeah. was that oh no, they we've signed um the gaps that we had. Mm. If if um if Mane's out, we got a Jota there. If if we have a midfielder out, we've got Thiago there. Obviously the defense was never a problem, like it's just mad to like it was their starting defense. We're talking Andrew Robertson, Joel Gomez, Van Dyke, and Trent Alessandro. Um, you couldn't ask for anyone better. And they conceded seven to Aston Villa. It just doesn't, it's not compute. Bro, I'm waiting to just wake up and then this all just be some long-ass dream because nothing's making sense right now. I, I don't know how to describe it. Do you think that could have, it sounds weird, obviously, saying it out loud, but because United held, like, the sticks before, could you mm. imagine, like, a normal weekend, but then Liverpool holding this? So, basically, Liverpool holding this, but, like... Every, every, every... The United game was just like 3-1 to Tottenham or something. Yeah. Um, so you're saying, do I feel like the United game played some sort of influence? Well, that's the thing. I, I'm thinking about it. Like, obviously, they didn't really watch it, but do you think Villa were just like, you know what, just fuck it. Like, just go for go for the... Um, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, I know that there's not an um, explanation for that. But I'm just thinking like... 
it just there's not even the slightest explanation to say hmm maybe yeah nothing it, it, it's, it's not it don't make sense as I said like when you look at the United Tottenham game and you can make some sort of explanation on that you know there's there's Jose Reno an experienced manager Ole a not experienced manager mm. um, there was a sending off I don't feel like the sending off changed anything but you can just use that as an excuse just to say it in just yeah, that one United were giving away the goals. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. the penalty. There was the first two of them fucking about around the back. Well, we might as well just segue on to that one, car. I think we've I think we've covered everything in the Liverpool game. Like yeah, the Liverpool yeah. just, we just can't we can't explain. Literally, There's no, no more to I, say. No I, more me, to say. I've never seen anything like this before. I'm so happy Sweet. I witnessed it because this is a historic time in Premier League history. Do you know what? You know what? I wasn't even watching it too deep until like a couple goals in because I just honestly I thought like. This this United game too, like we'll touch on it, but mm. how can I see much worse, bro? The only reason why I, because the thing is, I was thinking, boom, like this has happened, and the Aston Villa game is just gonna be a normal game. I was about to go about That's my business, game. but um, I think I just obviously I had the TV still on on Sky Sports and all that, so mm. I was all making the post on the crazy game that just happened before. So I will still mm. be here for a good half an hour. In front of my eyes, another madness is going on, but yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll go on to the United game because, boy, boy, boy. So, I remember we were talking about it during the week, comments, all the little, like, the build-up, it was a bit like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I felt it, like, in the media necessarily, but for me, at least, it was a bit like a boxing match, like, mm. Ole was doing his thing in the, in the presses, Marina was saying this and that, like, it was building up to be, like, a good game, like, type of thing. Definitely. So as soon as I saw them, them, as soon as I heard Martin Tyler say, and it's live, I was gassed. I put on my story, little popcorn thing. Mm. Little do I know, two seconds later, it's the madness has started. Um, when I, when that penalty went through, I was thinking, oh, okay, here we go again. Like, it's, I feel like it was, yeah, another United penalty. It's like, you, you, you don't even want to bust jokes right now. It's, it's, it's ruined really the game. Boring. It's, it's ruined boring. the game. Like, 100%. So, boom, they had the penalty scored it and it was a thing where cool one no united where are we gonna go from here tanga and dembele this is a guy i was slating but you gotta give credit i mean to be honest he still looks unfit i'll be real like he doesn't look fit <laughs> and he needs to pattern yeah. up him because I, I, when i just he... see him running about you, you don't look fit <laughs> bro I, I saw him drop his shoulder one time and do you know how <laughs> look long it took him to get back up the guy ran away with the ball by the time he got up from me dropping his shoulder. He didn't realize he lost possession, bro. Was it against um Chelsea? No, this is against United. Boom, he, uh, he had the ball in. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he had the ball, drops his shoulder. By the time he gets back up, the guy's ran away with the ball. I think it was Marcier or something like <laughs> Bro, he's, this there guy's was, funny, him. There was one against Chelsea. The guy was doing like, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but you know a little like, you know when Balassi touched the floor? Yeah. This guy, I don't know if he was oh. doing something similar, but he couldn't get up. Um. <laughs> no, he's taking the piss, bro. Even the Spurs documentary, like the way he just walked in, he just looks like he's just there for... Bro, like know. I don't get it because he, he's had enough time to pattern his fitness. And when I watched, I didn't watch him a lot at um, Leon, so for all I know, he could have always been like this, but... I definitely remember watching the game against Manchester City and I do not remember him being like this. I remember yeah, him being he was, proper fit. Yeah. United, he was like athlete type of thing. Mm. Like he was, I mean, not United, MC. City, yeah. He was a proper athlete. Like he was 
practically boxed the box. He was bossing that game. I remember that. Him and Fernando Mendy were the yeah. kind of main guys in that game. But yeah, no. So one one in like the first ten minutes. But even so, these Harry Maguire pulling oh. back. Again, another one. He's just embarrassed me, fam. It's like everyone's trying to embarrass me, like when he's doing all of that. I'm thinking this is the same guy putting my team of the season. But the you know is, I knew. I, the thing is, when I I remember when I was explaining, I was like, "Boom, I know why people are calling me. He's mm. he's he's not the greatest, but he was. Yeah. It was just a thing where I put him in because he was the best out of a bad bunch. 100%. And his stats did. I can't I can't argue with stats. But yeah. this guy, oh. <laughs> This season, he's been a different player. So I'm not. Even, we're not even gonna count what we saw last season because, bam, this guy is. He's moving mad. He's actually moving mad. It's not make sense. Club captain. There's bro. There's yeah. so much. It's actually embarrassing. And do you know what's peak as well? It's like guys are calling Lindelof. Lindelof is out the squad. Bro, do you know what? Not, not do you know that actually um, really got me angry. Go on. Go on. No, do you know what really kind of got me angry? Cool. Lind- I mean, Maguire gets his slander. Cool. Lindelof gets his slander. Cool. One guy I get, I always see gets praised like he's a god, like he's the second coming of real Ferdinand. <laughs> Eric Bailly. These men gas him up. And I'm not even, again, I'm not coming on a bias point of view. I'm saying it how it is. They gas him up because he does a Cruyff turn or a half mid-air karate slag tackle kick, whatever you want to call it. And he's, yeah, pacey. That's it. They, that's, they, that's why they're saying he's one of the best defenders in this world. Oh, Virgil <laughs> van Dijk, come outside right now. Because we got Eric Bailly starting. No, G. This guy's been, he's never been a great defender. He's just been physical. Yes, yes, yeah. No one's denying his physical attributes. Mm. When it comes to applying that type of stuff on the field, he's never been good. I've never rated him. No, and, and you know what? Yeah, he's lucky with not that sounds mad, but he doesn't play that much. He's not a week yeah. week out type of guy. So when he does it, when he has a bit of um, what am I saying? If he has like a little bit of a, a blip, whatever, he's usually out of the squad. Like he's not because he's, he's always injured things. as well. Like yeah. that's another issue. Like. The injury proneness is like I still don't get. No, no one can chat to me and tell me he's one of the best defenders just because of a couple performances and he's just unlucky he's injured. If we're, if that's what we're going to do, I'm going to run back my Jack Wilshere agenda because he's a baller. He's just always injured. But if that's what we're doing, then let's go. Marco Royce, I'm running you as well. Because you can't yeah. tell me these guys are one of the best, but they're always injured. Yeah. The maths ain't adding up. Yeah, it's peak. You, you put them in it's a it's a bit of a pinch of salt type of thing because obviously it's not their it's not their fault necessarily but how how do I know you're doing this season how am I, how do I know you're doing this 38 games a uh, season type of thing yeah well from, and then I don't know when the red card came I don't know if it came after it was like 2-3-1 because it to be honest I, with the Liverpool game um, I can remember the goals that were scored mm. this one for some reason, I don't remember the goals that were scored. Do you know what? I remember the first half ones. No. I only remember up until the until the one. You know where they passed it to Kane and he just tapped it in? Yeah, um, Son like yeah. kind of crossed it. Like, put, I didn't know Son scored twice. 
Fam. I was like, yeah. just conceding their goals. One of his goals was at like the near post. I was, when I was watching it back today, I was like, I don't remember that goal. But obviously, I remember seeing his name scored, but I don't remember seeing his goal. I don't know where. It was weird. It was weird. They were just scoring like, you blink and it was two, two more goals. Literally. <laughs> Like it, it, again, none of nothing game that didn't make, didn't make any sense. Man. <sighs> well, I believe the scoreline was four when at half time. Yeah. How the times have changed, you know, back in two thousand eight time when Alex Ferguson was their manager. Yeah. You go into half time, one dressing room would just say, "It's just Tottenham Hotspur." Literally. Now, one dressing room saying, "It's just Manchester United." Literally. Bro, the times have changed and it's crazy very crazy but we'll touch on that red card though because bro this is I'm I'm not even angry about him I'm not even angry about him because this is what Jose Mourinho is about you know you don't hate the player I mean I'm seeing people call come full of Mello mm. don't hate the player hate the game mm. this is the game you know what that, go on, you, on. Oh, yeah, I'll, yeah no this is the game that Jose Mourinho is trying to filter through his players. We've seen it long enough. Uh, the one that the other one that sprints sp- sp- our mind is the way that Diego Costa got into Gabriel Paulista's yeah. head in the two 0 <laughs> loss at Stamford Bridge in 2014. Uh, that was like, bad. bro. I, 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 it's got to that point where I've just realised this is Jose Mourinho and this is what he's about. We saw it in a documentary. He said, "You're nice guys." He looked the man in his face and said, "You're a nice guy." Mm tough or not mm. you have to be streetwise mm-hmm. I'm going to filter this through to you when we get to that game don't just be standing there antagonise your opponents mm-hmm. like, antagonise antagonise your opponents get in their face do a little slide move make sure you don't get caught he said be a bastard but don't be a stupid bastard yeah. be a smart one and that's exactly what he done and it, it worked for them Marshall Marshall was doing that martial arts with you fam you got sucked in sucked into all of that all of the games and you got yourself sent off mm. I mean if you're gonna slap him at least you're, if you're gonna make it bait at least do it properly like. that's what I never understand about these ballers when they do their stuff they, they don't do it seriously but the the reaction obviously is is there yeah so you, you've done it so you're um, yeah, it's enough for you to get sent off yeah. so if you're not trying to hide it do it properly that's all I'm gonna say no but to be fair I hear what you're saying completely with the Marino thing but Lamella, oh my days! That is one guy, and like, yeah, he's he's always been a brick. He's from the one time I I think most people remember there was Sanchez um, when we played them one season at Spurs and he pushed him. Yeah, and then he, obviously Sanchez. Bro, I, I think after after what happened in the United game, someone posted like a whole compilation, <laughs> like <laughs> all of the madness that this guy's been up to. This guy's an A grade dickhead. No, when. Like, li- literally couldn't said about myself when Mourinho I was going to say when Mourinho's in that room saying like oh yeah you have to be this and that Ooh, bro, I've been doing this I've <laughs> been on yeah. it but nah I know like that guy I was saying to my friend like that guy's on in that team for crowd only yeah because ability wise he doesn't balls. offer anything yeah <laughs> he, he doesn't goals. offer anything doesn't I've never really seen man on the ball too much but he's there like, he's even in that game him. like I don't actually think he done that, bro. There were so many players we need to touch on, but he's one of the players I didn't really notice they did much other than that red card. They stopped, he stopped, he took him off at half time. He's like, You've done your job, my G. 
<laughs> Literally. No, but one player I thought was proper good. And he's someone I've slated previously. And I've not seen anyone give him credit. But Serge Aurier. Yeah, bro. I was going to say. Maybe uh, if it wasn't for Kane and Son, man of the match or Hoiberg. Bro, there were so many good performances for Tottenham. But Serge Aurier was definitely one of them. Man. Do you know what I would say? I'm, over, I'm sound like a proper Tottenham here, but... Ore has never really it's never really been a problem for him attacking wise. So this you think? he loved no he loved it. He loves attacking bruv. I thought like uh, the thing I've the, the impression I've got from Serge Ori is he could be a very good defender. He's yeah, he could be a very good defender, but he has hectic and uh hectic moments yeah. where his brain might pause for a moment mm. and in that one little pause he would do something stupid and he's fast as well so he just cannot think what he's like he don't have time to think what he's doing through exactly so i think defensively yeah i mean i think like in general i think he's been a bit of an underrated player i don't know this is my personal thing i think recently he's been a bit of an underrated player because he's improved in like the last couple of months and no one's really spoken on it mm. but yeah, no, you're right though, because going forward, I don't know, because he's uh, never really had an issue going forward or yeah. going back. It's just, and when he's going back, it's just he has the crazy moments. I think that's it. I think he's not second wise. He doesn't does his thing defensively. He's not. I wouldn't say he's solid. He he has hmm. he has the lapses in concentration, but he's like that's stuff he can get trained. Yeah, hundred percent. That stuff was supposed to be Mustafi supposed to get trained out of him, but. Mourinho will have no problem training that out of him. Mm. And he'll just if he does it, he'll drop him for the games. And he'll and Oreo will know what, what the thing is, how the what the what the pattern is having. Yeah, Next time yeah, I'm not yeah. making that mistake. So Yeah, no, I'm definitely about yeah, Serge Ure was solid. Hoyberg, amazing. Yeah, like, he did his thing to be fair. Like for fifteen million pounds, still. I've always, I always said it was a steal though because like this is a proven Premier League midfielder like obviously the um, the Southampton side they had their moment against Leicester cool they lost 9-0 ever since that game it only went up mm-hmm. him and James will pass they were pulling the strings for that midfield and a proper proper underrated midfield duo them too yeah. during that period towards the end of last season or the second half should I say like, last season so He's always been a good player. Obviously, this guy came from Bayern Munich's academy. Like, he ain't no any baller. Like, this guy's being that guy. Yeah. So, for £15 million, kind of low risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. And if he's putting in performances like this, then the price is going to always go up. Yeah. But, yeah, no, great performance from him. And now, Harry Kane and Heung-Min Son. The guys. Like... Obviously, I, I, I said in one of my polls that Mbappe and Neymar, I'd say Mbappe, Mbappe and Neymar ability-wise are the best duo in the game. I, I can't think of a better duo. But on form, you can't look past Harry Kane and Son. Like, it's... Harry yeah, Kane, I think they're more, they're slightly more efficient together. You Harry Kane and Son? Mm. Yeah, but it's like, They've got like some proper telepathic connection all of a sudden. I don't yeah. know where it's come from. Like obviously I get it. They've always been they've always been like top attackers between them two over the years for Tottenham. Never been in a debate about it. But it feels like something's changed and they've just they they know each other like inside out. Like maybe let like, to put in the percentage terms before they knew each other about 60% well when it came on the field. Mm. Now it's moving like it's 95%. Like <laughs> Harry Kane, like 
that guy is what he's he's exactly what Liverpool fans think Firmino is. Yeah. Because he's doing up playmaker, he's doing up goal scorer, and he's doing up kind of defensive attributes in the final third kind of player. Yeah. He is moving so complete right now. 100%. I, I've got no words for him. Yeah, he's doing And it, it makes you think this is what happens when no, no, you give a, you give Harry Kane his break. Mm. Someone who's always been run to the ground. Yeah, yeah, he does. He is a bit of um. He kind of gets. It sounds mad, but gets like exploited type of thing. Like just. Definitely. Literally just worked like a machine, and yeah, like you're saying, it doesn't give him time to like perfect. And I think Mourinho, the way he's playing him, suits him as well because. He's not. He doesn't have to be scoring necessarily. Mm. So the onus is not so much on him. But no, you're right. He's no, Mourinho's Mourinho's elevated him. Like I felt like the best Kane I saw was 16, 17, mm. where he was off the back of two kind of breakout season, and this is where he's properly blossoming yeah. into a top striker. And this was obviously when they were doing their title charge. Mm. Yeah, I think they only finished like. They finished on the 86 points that season, I believe. Like, only like six off Chelsea. So, solid I think that's Tottenham's best ever season. So, that was his kind of prime years for me. But, bro, if he continues like this, this is kind of the best Kane I'm, I'm seeing yet. And you got you got to give credit to Jose Mourinho for that still. Mm, 100%. For how he's, like, elevated this guy into a completely different player. But, you know, speaking of Jose Mourinho, like... I don't know who Ole Gunnar Solskjaer thought he was to start firing shots at Jose um, <laughs> Mourinho. Like, like, you're nobody in this game in the most respectful way possible. In the managerial game, mm. so you're nobody to be coming for Jose Mourinho. And Jose Mourinho's kind of, he's not one guy I'm trying to ride out for like that. But have some respect, though. You yeah, know. Was, I, don't, I don't really get what... I didn't get what angle he was trying to pull. Like, was he trying to pull the United are bigger than Tottenham angle or... At what? Makes no sense, man. When you what? When you're making jokes about um, what is it? The goalposts uh, measurements or shit like that. Like taking a piss. <laughs> and all it is, Gee, like, you, you don't want that smoke. You don't want war with Jose Mourinho. That's the that's the thing. He's not. All not on some like um holier than thou type of thing. Like oh, he, this guy literally has a career of not even scoring, scoring like tapping goals. I know amazing goals, but. Even his managerial career at United is off penalties. Like, literally, I, I think literally, yeah, I, he was I, saying in terms of being like, I, like Mourinho was complaining or like over. Exactly, Mourinho didn't even come for him. Yeah. Like, because normally it's always like Mourinho kind of not, yeah, kind of instigates it here and there. He waits for them to buy it, and then boom, we've got a little war. Here. Mm. Mourinho didn't even start it. Mourinho's mind his own business, and he has some next Norwegian fraud. Trying to come for him, he took that personal. He was like, "Boom! I'm not letting you. I'm not letting you get away with a minor three, three one zero on your head top. We're making this six. I'm making sure you remember never, never to even think. Let that even cross your mind. Mm-hmm. Ole gonna social, bro. I've said enough about him because it's just gonna feel like I've just got a personal vendetta against this guy. He's just so average. No, I and I, every single week, I, I come back to the same podcast and say the same shit every week. I'm gonna be in, obviously not next week, Carl. We got an international mm. break. The week after that, I'll be here to tell you guys this guy is a meaty coach. <laughs> Get in Pochettino if you want to be a serious club. 
I heard nah, we need him. We need him to stay, bro. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Everyone but United fans need him to stay, and that's fucked, bro. How can you run a club like that? Well, like, I've, I've, I've just had enough of this Olivia, and I don't even support. Nah, it's him. actually tiring. From a neutral point of view, <laughs> it's tiring. You're just seeing him there, like even if you're a media coach and everything, your team is losing five one oh, to Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Bro, Tottenham Hotspur are the banter team. Like, obviously, I'm not trying to like send shots at Tottenham in any way, but they're always the team where people look down on them as the little brother. They've never been taken as a serious yeah. side. You're letting them come to your block and put five past you, and you're just sitting there, sitting there, watch a sixth go in. And it could have again another game where it could have easily been more. There was a couple chances where Tottenham definitely should have put it away, and it's just like you're just sitting there on the bench just doing nothing you're looking at your little screen that, with michael bro. carrot beside you and i mean, I, I, I you know i, I send shots of um ollie but i don't think anyone in that vacuum staff is um, serious. oh my days the way i've been screaming like what is what are they doing that's the part i don't get why who's michael that's the, that's the part i don't get how can your main man like this guy's a media coach yeah we've we we've we've come to that conclusion 100 he's a legend he's not going to leave whatever are these backroom mm. staff allowing this? This is what I never understand about Bro. when their head could, like is is Carrick saying something and then Solskjaer's like nah. Like is he saying no? And then does he not just does he just take yes for it? Um, does he take no for yeah. answer? Like is he a yes man or what? Because I look at um Jose Mourinho's um guy who he got from mm. Lille. There was a lot of talk about him, so I thought let me keep my eye on this guy. You always see him. If it ain't Jose Mourinho running up the sidelines, it's Jao Sacramento running up yeah. the sidelines. This guy, I can definitely see him becoming a manager one yeah. day. Because you just know he's got the aura about him. He's got everything about him. You saw Mikel Arteta doing the same with um, Pep Guardiola. Your assistant manager is not meant to be a yes man. He's not meant to just sit there and do whatever you mm. do. He's meant to be a kind of manager there yeah. as well. And I just feel like, what is Carrick doing? Like, he, Again, you look at the Jao Sacramento guy in that very same match. He's running up and down the touchline. Do you know what? Even United have had media number twos. They've had... Yeah. So it was Carrick. They've had... Was Giggs there? Or was he a manager? Giggs was. No, he was for Van Gogh. Oh, my days. Um, even... even um, um, What's his name? Ferguson's guy. Alex, Sir Alex's guy. Um, yeah. The one thing I read about Sir Alex, though... Is for some even if he'd won a title with uh, number two, he'd always change them every yeah. three years. Because he knows, he knows that like, I just get the yeah. thing of like, yes, boss, yes, boss, yes, boss. Switch it, like literally. We don't take yes men around here. But um, nah, I, I think that we left everything on the chest, man. Brilliant performance from Tottenham Hotspur from start to finish, like. They're looking like a very serious side. Obviously, when I made my predictions, everyone was calling me. I had Spurs 8th. I did because when I made that prediction, they made no signings. And I saw that game against, what was it, Everton? They were so unfit in that game. I don't even want to count that game. But ever since I made that prediction, it's like Daniel Levy and Hosen Reed and everyone associated with Tottenham were just like, nah, we're not going to have that. We're not going to have the footballers putting us 8th. So more time, I might have to read you my predictions because... I can't run with the same ones. Obviously, there's been so many transfers. Man. But big up Tottenham. They're looking extremely serious. I don't know about you, but 
they could definitely be on for that top four race. The thing with Tottenham is I look at their results and their only big wins is when the team they played is falling apart. You think? But the, um, this United game, they were they were given the goals. The thing is, it's so hard to like because I'm not even a biased guy, but it's just hard to sound. Yeah. Like I would say, I do. I, I'm not. I'm not saying Tottenham. Are, they're not a dead team. Yeah, no. But it's it. a thing of like you're waiting for it to see like them be challenged. Win a game. I don't want them to be given the game. Yeah, yeah. No, I I hear where you're coming from because when you look at the wins this season. Yes, you can. I can see where you'd come from. But you know, what I would say on, personally, I think I know what you're say. is Tottenham's only downfall was stuff like a backup mm. striker, the fullbacks area, um, a backup keeper. You could even put in that argument. And in this window, they've addressed every single issue by the centre back. Which again, we need people need to be realistic about this. It's not FIFA career mode. You can't just tick off every single pro- like I've seen people come for Arsenal. It's like we'll talk we'll talk mm. on Arsenal later, but it's like it's not career mode. You can't get every single position in yeah. one window. So obviously they didn't get their centre back, but they've ticked off everything they need to do in this window. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, boom, amazing performance tonight um, against uh, Manchester United. Obviously losses are definitely gonna come down the line. Like it's not they're not just gonna go on a mad run. Um, I know for a fact Tottenham are definitely going to lose. They might even lose their very next game. It will be very Spursy to do something mm. like that. But I know for a fact when the push comes to shove, their previous issues might not be an issue. Yeah. Like, if Kane gets injured, it's not going to be the same worry it was before because they've now got Vinicius there. If there won't be much worry on the wing, uh, wing-back area. So I feel like when it comes for maybe a charge for the top four, they're definitely better suited. Whether they actually going to do it, we'll see. But I, I, I'm putting them as favourites now. Be real. I wouldn't. They're, they're up there. I do hear you. Yeah, but I was, I was even gonna say like Mourinho's game plan. They don't really take the game to teams as well. So yeah, um, who have they got coming up? I they, they've done. I don't know if you know they've done well with their schedule. Like they played fucking four games this week. Oh yeah, we haven't touched on that Chelsea. I mean, we don't really need. Cause I, I don't. Again, I want to keep this one kind yeah, of short. Yeah, no. Yeah, we we we, we won't. Yeah, we won't touch on that Chelsea game. But kudos yeah. for getting through. There was even much in that game. To be honest, like it was, it was yeah. a bit of a dead game. But yeah, no, they definitely had a a packed schedule. So even the Europa League qualifier games, I don't know how they managed. This will go down as one of Tottenham's best yeah. weeks in a while. Like, just as a one-week period where they've made two signings, I believe. Um, they got through to the Europa League. Obviously, I know it's your own Europa League, but they it's all in such a short space of time. So, to get through all of that with basically a 100% record, yeah. you know, you got to cred- give credit where it's due. They've got, from what I can see, they, they haven't got the toughest of run. Um, games they have West Ham... Europa game Burnley, Europa game Brighton could be a Brighton at home though. West Brom and then they have Spurs in towards I mean they have City towards the end of um November. It could be could be momentum builder still. Mm, so so 
by the sound of that, they could go on a minor mm. little run, build up some momentum, coming into the big games, who knows? But another team that are definitely looking good is Everton FC. They're sitting top of the Premier League. Bro, again, I want the, I want the disrespect to be as loud as... No, I want apologies to be mm. as loud as disrespect ones. I mean, to be honest... I, me personally, I put Everton as sick, and I don't even know why that was such rocket science. I mean, um, not rocket science. I don't know why that was such an outlandish call for when I made my prediction and I put them sick. I'm thinking they've got a completely new midfield. They've got an actual guy yeah. managing them, all constrained, all of this. You've had sick teams over the years, Everton, but you've had Joe Men managing them, Marco Silva. I mean, with all due respect to Cumin, I, I think Cumin's a good manager, but he went through a poor time. And he was only proven at Southampton previously. So his CV wasn't amazing. Um, he was, uh, Marco Silva, yeah. I already said him. He was just there. There was one more guy. I'm not, I mean, can we, yeah, we'll throw uh, Martinez in there. He, again, he's, he, he was only proven at Wigan mm. and Swansea. So, you know, they've never had a, an elite manager. Like, when you compare all of those guys to a three-time Champions League winner, Carlo Ancelotti, I'm not surprised they are where they are. I put them sick for a reason. And they could easily even push higher than that because obviously they're going to real good run of form. It will mm. eventually fall off. But sixth is... Yeah. I'm sticking by that. I'm, yeah, I kind of want to put them higher from because Dominic Calvert, Lewin Zaghi is running the oh, scene. Bro, what's that? Nine goals in six games, I think. Nine goals in five. What an elite, elite guy this guy's becoming. I, I, I keep saying this every week. I would happily take him 100%. at the carpets. This guy's not a purple patch player. This guy's an actual good guy, like mm. good player now. Carlo Ancelotti has transformed him into Pipo Inzaghi. Inzar- mm. Like, I'm not just saying that just because it's, it, it sounds nice. You look at the way he's playing, you compare it to Inzaghi. All they're doing is first time finishes. Your The positional sense, this is getting trained and infiltrated through Carlo Ancelotti he knows exactly what he's doing I mean, this is not a coincidence like this guy is a proper poacher now he's yeah. a proper striker and you know for such a tall guy he's still so athletic in the air we're not yeah. even going to talk about that this guy is Serious. such a threat in the air uh, if you haven't if you haven't seen he's had a Tottenham one first day of the season Villa had a the one, that, the one against Brighton, the way man rose, the phrase rose like a salmon. Oh my days. He was, the hang time was new. Mm. Proper, proper strike. Bro, bro my, he's my FPL captain. And you know what, even, even that, you you talk about headers and all that, you say the striker. The tech, he scored a goal um, against West Ham midweek. The touch to bring the ball out of the air. Oh my God. That was that 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 has not been talked nah, about. What a touch! That it, it was perfect, and then obviously it was mm-hmm. a clean little finish, kind of like lobbed-ish, kind of good connection. But nah, this guy is proper, and you got James Rodriguez as well. People were telling me he's finished. Uh, I remember the Gucci, they were like, "Oh, he, him, Isco, Real Madrid, they bailed. They've all been finished at Real Madrid. I don't see much hope with this. Sometimes I, I get, it. I do get it." But I give him a chance. Like, you can't just say yeah. he's finished. This guy's a proven baller at Bayern Munich. He got player of the year at Real Madrid in the 14-15 season. Um, 
Bayern Munich, I believe, wanted to keep him, but Real Madrid kind of rejected it and said, no, nah, like, we'll let him, we want to give him a second chance. And he did not give yeah. him that second chance. So it's like, this guy's being proven. And it's like, he just got robbed off for kind of no reason, really. And now he's proven himself. And this is a permanent transfer. This ain't no loan. So it's like, if he gets proper comfy here and Everton properly do something, well, they, Everton could be, they might, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but, you know, if, if it does go that way, Everton could be on something yeah. for a very long time. 100%. Properly, like, establishing themselves. You know, that, yeah, they they definitely look much different this year. As I said in my one of my posts, like, it must be a kazoo <laughs> thing, because they might need to ditch the fly yeah. errors now. <laughs> Slap kazoo there. God, it's breathing yeah, new life breathing into these guys. But, um, literally, but bigger Everton. Like, I, I'd be happy. You know what? This season has the signs of being a mad season. And if it is going to be a mad season, I'm here for Everton to win the Premier League. Yeah. I'm here for that. Everton, are, they are, they are yeah. actually a big club. Like, people sleep on that. Like, they've got trophies yeah. to their name. They've got more league titles than Chelsea in case people didn't know that. Like they they they've been in this game. They've just they've basically gone on the same kind of job. Oh, I Liverpool. was gonna say, imagine that Merseyside takeover, Liverpool Liverpool first, Crazy. Everton next, that'd be a mazine. So it went from what Arsenal Chelsea of London dominating to Manchester United and Man City of Manchester yeah. and now Liverpool. Merseyside. But I mean that mess. Oh, that next, is. Boy, that's looking very. I'm so gassed. I, I never thought I'd literally, say that. Literally, every say year that. it was a, it was like a peak. It was peak Damn. because at Goodison Park, sorry, Everton weren't winning, but it was a nil-nil type of thing. <laughs> Games were dead. Yeah. And so many times, and then even when Liverpool gone. would win. It's just an ease. It's it's like it's a walk through in a park, and it's like it's not even like. Liverpool yeah. went out of second gear. For some reason, every time it's at Anfield, they don't even need to go out of second gear. They're just... I believe they have not won at Anfield in like 25... It's either 25 years or 25 games. Something I like wouldn't that. be surprised if it was years. It's, it's been 25 something straight L's or something. Like, I can't remember. But it's something along those lines. It's just like Liverpool never even have to get out of mm. second gear at Anfield and they still win. And it's still... Liverpool would win 5-0 against Everton and it would still somehow be a dead game. That's all you need to know about that that Merseyside task. Like, I'll still be leaving that game thinking, oh, that was, that was a bit waste boring. of time. Um, but, as I said, never thought I'd say this, but I'm looking forward to that Merseyside oh. derby next two weeks. That is, a bit, that is a proper big game, man. Bro, I'm gassed. I'm so gassed for it. And, um... Yeah, no, bigger Everton. They're looking, looking very serious this yeah. season. So, but um, obviously, the transfer window happened. We will we'll cut this off in about 15, 10 minutes now. But the transfer window happened. But now, um, sorry, yeah. transfer deadline day happened. Um, now, obviously, our our side signed Thomas Partey. We are we are, we had to tell guys to welcome, welcome to the party. Only six men can roll through because <laughs> Boris is being that guy. But come, we've got a party coming, and you know what? Mm. Thomas is hosting it. 
bro, I'm gassed. I'm so... And do you know what's so funny about this whole situation? Um, a guy called AFC Bell has shown up every single top journalist out of the world in the world. They've left this transfer window. Now, every single one of them has been demoted to Tier 2. AFC Bell's at the top. I'm not trying to hear no different now. Uh, yeah. Shout out for Bruce Romano. I my get guy. it. Like, you're my guy. You know, you came onto my podcast. I get it. And, you know, it's no hard feelings, you know. It's, mm. it, it, it is what it is, you know. The game's the game. And I, I just got to say how it is, bro. And, you know, hopefully hopefully we see a little comeback next summer. next Even next winter. But right now, AFC Bell is at the top. Yeah. It is what it is, man. I find that so funny, though, man. Like this, do you know what's so funny about it? Like, he was so confident. Like he was so confident that every time they were like, "Oh, Thomas Party is not happening. He's not coming." I'm seeing this guy say, "Literally, what, what they said." That's the thing. Do you know the coming. thing I loved about what how he was moving? Uh, to be fair, I'm not. It's, not, it's obviously easy to say now, but the way man was chatting, the way he was giving too much like unnecessary details, I believed him because to. To be, fun, to be fair, it wasn't... I don't know how to describe this. It wasn't like... It wasn't out yeah, of the realms for something like this. 100%. That's, the, really that's why I always thought, like, last minute, I just knew that they were just going to trigger it type of thing. I thought, I thought, obviously, Arsenal, they're cheeky. They try and negotiate. I think they even wanted to... They try and negotiate with Torreira and they Atletico weren't having it. Fair enough. Yeah, I think they put thirty million or twenty-five. No, I think yeah. they put twenty plus so, or something. I think I think we handled Arsenal handled that situation hundred percent perfectly well. They okay. did not want to negotiate. So What's like? Yeah, hundred percent. They can't. They can't get pissed because they said we're not going to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Pay the release clause. Okay, you told us to pay the release clause, so that's what we're going to do. You didn't say mm-hmm. a time. You didn't say nothing. So we're going to pay it when there's 15 minutes. The, the money will come to you when there's yeah. 15 minutes left of the window. you got 15 minutes to pattern your team. If you can't pattern it, then you know what? That's how it goes sometimes, you know? They were yeah, even fucking the about with getting rid of their well, play. They're fucking... Sorry for my language. I'm, they're, um, their squad nah, was way too big. <laughs> so meant they had yeah, so many players. But it's so peak for them. It's like, when you actually deep it... It's so Pete. They're literally going to the new season with no party. I remember saying, oh, tomorrow, so I'm going to play you with party like so-and-so, this and that. Oh, that is so, that, I, I find it so funny because like, fam, that's like, that's like this happening with, a, I, I wouldn't laugh if it happened with us, but it's just like, imagine just yeah. planning your season with a Bamiyan and then on the very last day, he's just all of a sudden not there. We've got to rely on NKA now and all. Like is it like it's 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 you know, crazy how it's just happened. But you know that's how they kept saying they kept saying stuff well. like um oh I let Co don't expect him to leave and all of this stuff. I don't understand like what what they were thinking. But it's even Fabrizio said that and I, again Fabrizio I'm not trying to call you out anything but do you know how release clause work like it it, it means absolutely nothing if Aston, yeah he kept saying um, that oh there's no negotiations I'm thinking more time for what. You don't need to negotiate. It's, it's a release clause. I don't think you understand this. They can be as confident as they want because we're not even going to go through them. You go through the La, La Liga headquarters. That's how the release clause works. So your confidence yeah. is, is blind it's, faith. 
that's where it was yeah it's just you're hundred percent comfort and it was a bit of it was a thing of like obviously bell my my guy dropped the news the contract contract in terms of agreed months ago whatever but it was a thing i think what arsenal tried to do didn't mm. like it's not i'm not trying to say i'm some analyst or whatever but it was clear that they were just trying to haggle leon because they knew that my man is not about but you hear what came out today yeah i'm gonna get onto that still so yeah. they were just they knew that ulas is not a serious guy he said 75 million they're thinking whatever so they were t- to be fair they took the piss a little bit i didn't like how they were doing like arsenal i didn't <clears> like <throat> the 35 and then 38 type <clears throat> thing i think it's a bit disrespectful yeah but but it, it, it kind of was but it kind of wasn't because yeah leon need the money right now like it i know like it did look disrespectful it did but like you compare i saw people trying to compare it to the Luis yeah, suarez one. completely different situations because liverpool did not need that money they they just didn't need that money like that so they're not desperate for an extra little this or extra little that like but leon right now are, i mean for them for this transfer to not go through it could be very problematic for them come in a couple of months time where it might be a thing where you know also might end up going back in january and might get it to that for that 30 million pounds fee because they need as much money as they can get because they didn't even qualify for europe not even europa league not champions league nothing in the COVID times as well and they made all the signs that they did they were banking on hustle while going which is which is peak wise brother you know what yeah that's the bet so they, they they were basically on a thing of like you can't pay parties release clause now because leon are gonna be like bro you have you have 50 million there like why can't you they, they would lose all that thing in the leon deal so i mm. I'm, I'm confident that they got far enough but they were too burnt with i don't know if it was pepe's agents last year or whoever's agents they were just like Fuck it, we're not doing this. We're not doing this pay 10 mil to agents type of thing again. And just pulled out. Obviously, it did kind of the whole thing coming out of France. They're saying, oh, we left it, da da da. But honestly, I think they were just covering their backs because it, it was just a big mess. Very big mess. Like the way they, everyone handled it. I don't think Arsenal did much bad in that situation. I just feel like definitely from. Aulas, his perspective, and Hossamwa's agent, both of them handled that very, very poorly. And you know what? <laughs> They've kind of both left, been left with egg on their face, really, because you could have just accepted a reasonable agent fee patent. Your player could have been in a more competitive league where you might even they're, be happy. They're getting peas. Like, I, don't I don't understand this whole agent fee thing. Like... Be nice to your guys, yeah. Well, happy, that's the I'm thing. Also didn't pay. Like nice to your guys, but you're getting you're getting we're giving you fortunes a week. We're giving you salaries in one in seven days. It's just three. Well, you're just an agent, G. Like you're not on the pitch. You're not. You're, you're, I get it. you're his agent, but just remember your agent. You're just there for your job. Don't Do you know get what? That's the thing. One's where it's like, like oh. Um, we're super agents type of thing that man's bit like this is your brother this is the guy this... oh, it rattles me man yeah. even do you see the thing they were, they were doing for Cavani she... Cavani no, I've, I've, I've wanted really his, his agents on like 10 million cash 
you know what? United probably do it now. I think about it because I'm thinking what, that went a bit right. No, United in the market, they're mugs. Uh, again, yeah. nothing, nothing first. So, yeah. The Maguire deal, for example, you overpaid so hard for him <laughs> for no reason. Wan Bersanka, I'm pretty sure you could have got him cheaper. These men just always overpay. They try to flex their guns, like, yeah, we've got money. Fuck yeah. it, let's just pay them what they want. Once it comes back to bite, you were a central deal. And then they're sticking by their price because I feel like if United weren't the way they were, like, let's, if it was Arsenal that came true, we probably could have got Sancho for around 90, 90 mil. I think we could have patterned that because they know, like, we're not just mm. going to dish out money just like that. You have to give us a valid reason. If you're not going to do that, we're not just going to say it just because you said it. But Dortmund look at teams at United and say, you can move hardball you want, but we know you've got money and we know you're desperate. Pay it or we're keeping our play. Yeah, in terms of the Arsenal window, we'll just close on that. We did our, we did our thing. Yeah, I mean, like, fair. I've seen... I've seen many people complain. I've seen people say like six, five out of ten window. I don't think it's literally like we can't. Again, we're not broke. That's that's another thing I like about Arsenal. We pretend to be broke and then we drop a madness at one point during the window. We don't know when, but it will happen. We've done that for three. See, we've done that for three windows in a row now. I think people should clock now. We're not broke. Arsenal not broke. They just pretend to be broke. Yeah, they trend, they be try pretend to be stingy, everything. But you know, we've got the money there and we'll pattern it. Do you know what? We might not pattern everything. He was, Arteta yeah. was weirdly like, he was saying, no, oh, no, I've got full back in, da, 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 this and that. I was ready. I wasn't ready to turn on Arteta, but I was I was ready to get very pissed with him because like you had no reason yeah. to hype me and get me excited like that. He came out and said, trust me when I say yeah. I've got the full backing of the board. So if you if he if they didn't get part here, really would have put questions on Arteta's head. I, I love Arteta, but I would have put questions on his head because you had no reason to come out with even your chest so they could have dropped the just for them to back you up as well. That money must be sitting there. <sighs> I think that we definitely had fifty mils to drop on it, but it's kind of a thing where yeah. I kind of wouldn't overpay for it. Like the agent fee <laughs> was a genuine piss thing. <laughs> Like I, it, I, I, I can fully for, for for once I can genuinely understand why Arsenal pulled out of this yeah. one, and that's something I very rarely say because there's been many players we've missed out mm-hmm. over the years, and it's been such a minor fee. There was no reason for you to be stingy in those ones, but for this one specifically, I get it. But I've seen many people try to say this Arsenal window has been a bit of a meaty window, and it's like, what kind of do you expect? I feel like cool. One thing I will say, we could have sold a, a bit more players. We got a lot of deadwood, but that will all come within due time. Hosenwar would have been the icing on the cake for a perfect window, in my opinion, for just one season. Perfect, but we've addressed Thomas Partey in that midfield. He's that enforcer, which we've been calling out for, arguably for mm-hmm. what the best part of 15 years. So we finally got that guy in that midfield. Boss. Then we've got a centre-back issue, uh, centre-back then. Something we've always seemed to have avoided. Like, when it comes to centre-back over the years, we address our creative issues, we address the wingers, strikers, and then we might slap a, a light little 20, 30 million pounds on some name. We've not even scouted or anything. It's just, we've seen his name floating about. 
yeah, let's do it. Like you, you look at someone like Mustafi, Gabriel, Paulista. Like these are guys who they were actually proven to be quite media Valencia, but then they got floated about, and we've just splashed the cash just to paper over those cracks. Now we've actually got. I'm not. I'm not here to say Gabriel. But I can't pronounce. Let's just say Gabriel, the new Gabriel. I'm not here to say like he's proven. Yeah, hmm. I've never actually known how to pronounce that name, but he's. He's, he had a very solid season last season. He's actually a sought-after defender who's, you know, it, it seems like there was a bit of scouting behind this one. So, address those two issues. I don't, I don't know. I think this, again, we've spoken to Williams, so we won't shed too much light on him. But, again, to have him as a backup, I, I personally don't see the issue with it. I, I get it. Like He's not the greatest of players. And we saw that against the Sheffield United in the Sheffield mm. United game. He was quite poor that game. But... He, yeah, you get you kind of getting what you pay for on a free as a backup winger, just someone you can you get a good utility player. Can't really complain, but um, who would you yeah. say had the best win? It was a Close tough one because it's easy to say Chelsea they spent the cash, but it was a bit like we talked about last week, it was a bit misaimed, I would say. Everton, I would say them because not not yet. I would I would potentially say them because of the Hammers thing. The um, who else did they get? Alan Decore. Oh my days, oh, Alan, I'm forgetting. Alan, Alan they literally transformed their midfield. I would have. I know we mentioned it last week a bit. Yeah. I would have liked a young keeper replacement because even Pickford. I feel like doing Romero would have been a good shout hands for them. Flapping hands the other day. Romero linked. Shit, man. He was actually linked, um, but I think they only wanted him on alone for his own, for for some reason. I don't know why, because <laughs> like he's not getting any younger. But <laughs> they wanted him on alone um, specifically, and United only wanted a fee. So yeah, that one that one there just kind of fell true. So, but he would have been a good. Yeah, that's that's the one downfall about Everton if they want to do anything. They got some Swedish so guy, but I don't. Yeah. Oh, that Lawson guy. What the? Yeah, he's not really but, the most. Yeah. Inspiring. But yeah, no, they've 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 definitely just yeah. had him. I can I can see other where you're going. Other mentions, yeah. So what is you going? Other with mentions Everton? is just um because the the last thing about Everton, sorry, is that. They were always yeah. on this, like, they have, um, what's the guy's name? Them owners. Moshiri. Oh, you're Mosh. right, you're right, you got I it. Want to see, These uh, men were spending yeah, cash yeah. aimlessly. And it was a thing of, like, fuck, like, mm. ugh, they finally got to it. Like, obviously, <laughs> you, you end up getting there, but they finally spent in the right, like, they've literally transformed the midfield. I can't, like... Mad, mad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like crazy window for Evans still. And yeah, like you saying, like there's been many times they splash cash on players, but it's been a thing where, as you said, it's aimlessly spent. It's like you've splat, you've you bought these players, but you there's no real plan with them. There's no real project. You've just bought them in, and it's always around that thirty exactly. to forty million pounds mark, which they just always do literally, man. So. They've hit, I don't know why, but Sutton's changed this one and they've hit the nail head every single time with their transfer this season. I, I, me personally, 
Mm. I'd go with Aston Villa. And I'm, again, I'm not just saying it's just because they slapped up Liverpool 7-2. I genuinely feel yeah. like they've addressed a lot of their issues. You know, Barkley is looking like he's mm. going to be a very, very neat signing. Very nice. And again, as you said, before I even get into Aston Villa, shout out to Chelsea. That we, we really, really spoken on them. So I wouldn't yeah. like I don't want to shed too much light on them. But they definitely had a very solid win though. When we put everything into perspective and everything addressed, and with the type of players that came in, I feel like Aston Villa would just age it. Another player, another side, so I want to give a shout out mm. to the Spurs. But I already made my post on Spurs, so if you if you're a fun follower of the footballers, be sure to check that out for my explanation there. But Aston Villa is my team that I'm gonna say yeah, the best window because they've addressed loads of key areas. Man. Like the right back area is always an area where you know they had El Mohamedi there. Like he's not he's not even actually a right back. He's just he's always yeah, just been, this guy's just always just been filling in there, and you you've replaced him with. Yeah. Easily the championship's best right back, one mm. of the best right back across the English football. But obviously, it's gone on the radar. But this yeah. will be a very good sign of them with Matty Cash. They've got one of the best keepers in the league. Like this I, again, like him at Aston Villa. I I, I could have mm. easily seen him playing for Chelsea. I've, I've said this many times. They fumbled that bag because not only could you've got an elite keeper on your hands. He's staying in London, 100%. but not just like, that. Your weekend arrival. Yeah, we've been, we've been, we done, but we done that. But yeah, I get understand. They, they fumbled that bag, but you know they've got one of the best keepers in the league, one of the best right backs there. Um, they got that um, Ross Barkley as well. Very, very promising signing. Obviously, hopefully, he can do a little remontada, and hopefully, he can be on the plane to the Euros. They got Bertrand Traore from Lyon. Solid little player. I mean, yeah. what a goal he scored yeah, in his debut as well. I don't know if you saw it. Have you seen him? Yeah. So, solid little player there. And obviously, Ollie Watkins up top. We've really spoken to him. So, I feel like they've had a, a, like a proper... Un, I wouldn't say it's underrated though because people have um, acknowledged them for having a great window. But it's like, the players that they've actually signed... Yeah. Are some of the best in their position, and, and they weren't. Like they weren't like stupid, like money, big money signings just for the sake of it. Mm, definitely, well, let me, I'm just gonna quickly look at Aston Villa's window because I definitely feel like I missed out someone, but their window mm. near enough ten out of ten. Aston Villa signing. Cool. Why can I not find it? Okay, alright, you know, Watkins. Yeah. Uh, he was cash. Let me see if that's. Yeah. Oh, you know, I need to sign some like youth players and stuff, but. And obviously, Jack Grealish um, and Tyrone Ming signing their contract was big within itself. That's another reason why people are sleeping Arsenal's window as well, because Aubameyang yeah. counts as a new signing to me. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. Like, like securing him was massive because letting him go would have... You've had to find a new striker. And then that's a whole other issue. 
Bukayo Saka, Gabriel Martinelli. Um, I believe there was someone else we signed on a, a long-term contract. So, but we said everything on Arsenal's window, but I just thought I'd chat that in. But yeah, no. Grealish, I mean, sorry, not Grealish. Aston Villa, for me personally, yeah. them are... They've had the best Premier League win, though. But I can see why you went with Everton, because... Yeah, it was definitely... Yeah, I was definitely... Um, close, second, if not equal. Therefore, man. As I said, must be sat with the kazoo. It's just breathing new life into the, both the clubs. But, um, yeah, no, yeah. that was a very... That was probably, this has probably been our best episode, so... Definitely. But um, yeah, no, another episode of the One T podcast. So you couldn't be here last week. My headphones was messing up. We actually recorded it, but like my headphones were just messing up. Obviously, I've got new headphones. I'll be very, very pissed if I'm looking at the recordings and it comes up again with me silent. But we better, let's just hope for the best. But um, yeah, that's been another episode of the One T podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Will we? I don't know. We might not even be in this because. Yeah, we'll see what happens because quite a lot of friendlies and stuff. Yes, if something crazy happens or enough happens, we will be in this week. If not, then we might see you in two weeks' time. But it's been myself, Jay, and my usual co-host, Dave. And we'll catch you guys next week. Keep it locked in a bit. I love Chris Rich.